Last time, on Good Job Adventures, our adventurers took a proposition from Blasto to retrieve the pieces of his core and return them to him. So they took off to the ethereal plane, back down again to the vault of Fix's Vancouver Enterprise, stopping this time on floor 69 for a much-needed breather. As they reached floor 100, they found what they were looking for, and much more. Who is this blue being? Will the party survive? Find out this episode here at Good Job Adventures. wakes up, falls out of bed, and drags a comb across his head. He shambles, half asleep, into his bathroom, turns on the sink, and splashes his face with some frigid water. He slaps his face once on each side and looks into the mirror, staring deep into his own empty eyes, half expecting his reflection to say something. Go get him, tiger! Take names! Craft chess! You motherfucking big hef! Now let me hear you say it! A motherfucking big hef. I can't hear you. I'm motherfucking Big Half! Damn right you are. Now get yourself dressed. He barks at the mirror and feels a rush of adrenaline. He quickly dresses in his polo and sweatpants and heads into the Great Hall, where foragers of yore churn out weapons and armor of unmatched quality. Hey, you working hard or hardly working? He says as he looks over a weary goblin and elemental workers. An obese fire elemental looks up and mumbles, This place sucks. Yeah, well, so does a black coal. Blaze, I'll see about transferring you to one. Why don't you try running those legs instead of running your mouth, you fat fuck? Half continues walking. <laughs> Today was going to be a good day. Another day, another dollar. He laughs, and he makes finger guns at particularly one burdened goblin lifting a massive piece of ore. One of Hef's monsters delivers him a white can. He lowers the sunglasses from his forehead and begins to chug his frosty drink. The god of the forge smiles widely thinking of all the advancements his hard labor has produced. The orc collapses atop the goblin carrying it. Like a crushed insect, the creature squirms briefly before becoming still. Big Hef sips his drink and takes a seat at a wooden rocking chair. <laughs> Hef's hard labor had produced advancements for many a god, making his and their lives easier. He's turned schematics from great gods, including his bro Agma, into real, tangible devices. He was truly the greatest. He begins walking over to his office, a hall of similar size to the Great Forge, completely encrusted with gold and rare gems. Hef decided on only three fountains. He was often impressed with his own thriftiness and modesty. Big Hef sits down at his desk and boots up his machine. A loud whirring begins to shake the marble columns of this cavernous hall. This is one of his most successful inventions, the communicator, a remarkably complicated patchwork of gears, cogs, and runes. It's used to monitor the prime material plane, as well as any of his followers. Other gods have even begun using it for their own devout. It's not all-seeing, but hell, not even the god sight is. The fucking nerd. You see Hef adjust his comm cam. Welcome back everybody to today's follower stream! Ding! Thanks Helmet Head for the 3 millennia sub! The chat dings. I watch! We're going to be watching one of my favorite faithful today, Wilhelm Onyxbrew. He's always getting himself in these sticky situations and goblins, but he always manages to pull himself out of them. Now, ladies and gents, let's give it up for the goblin whisperer himself, the maestro of uppies, Mr. Onyxbrew. He pauses, then announces, Also, I'm suspending hazard pay for the immediate future. You can all thank Blaze for this. Big Hef claps his hands twice, and a panicked monster runs and delivers him several more white cans. Big Hef would need to fuel up. Today was going to be a doozy. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Big Hef. <laughs> <laughs> you all stand in the museum to the Silver Blaze, 
face to face with this being made of pure divination energy, who had previously been inspecting the dire mirror, but now directed its attention towards you. It stands there, floating gently above the ground. Its limbs, its limbs are slim, slender, and long. Its arms seem stretched, and its hands reach far beneath its own kneecaps. A contorted smile fills its otherwise featureless face, and while it stands there silently, you could swear you hear laughter in the air. Oh, that sounds frightening. Then would you describe it as slim shady? <laughs> it's slim blue. Babudi-babudai. Would you describe him as a, a slender man? Perhaps. One could oh, say that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> He's... Uh, is, is his name Jeff, and does he kill? It just continues to stare at you. Is he on the ground? He's floating. <laughs> Can I roll insight to see if I get any violent intentions from this? Sure. Go ahead. Well, it was a five plus, um, okay, and I got an 11. You take a look at this being, and you're attempting to kind of get a grasp on it, and it kind of looks at you almost as if it's it's kind of looking at a dunce. Like, it it's kind of just seems bemused. This guy's a dick. I yell at him, I'm no dunce, I'm a captain of a very popular shipping vessel. Now, as you, as you stare towards this thing and kind of, like, verbally assault it, that seemingly hollow laughter seems to grow slightly louder, and you see the being contort and stretch and shrink until its facial features closely resemble yours, which is essentially nothing. And then it speaks <laughs> out, My name's Zaul! That's not my... Okay, I don't know who that is. I'm Captain Wilford Weatherville, ship captain. Ooh, ooh, do me next. And then it sort of changes again, and then you see it looks like Ander. Uh, and it says, I want to be immortal! And the laughter seems to grow even louder. Yeah, I, I am so confused by what the hell this thing is. As Wilhelm just points I to the, think it's the... some mean <clears throat> light source that's making fun of our wishes. And then you see it changes into Wilhelm, and it says, "I want to, I want to craft the perfect armor, the Wait. best set of magical mm. armor that I can." Wait, my wish wasn't to be a wool. I mean, I mean, you know, you're Captain Weatherfield. I don't know why I found that really funny. <laughs> And you see it, the the laughter grows as you as you comment in on it. What was Breathweaver's wish? Tell us. Let's find out. And then you see it changes to look like <laughs> to be a wolf. Like, I want to be a dragon. I want to be a wolf. <laughs> and it begins to it begins to snicker with you guys, almost as if it also finds this entire situation incredibly comical. All right, uh, so Mister uh, Big Head thing are you going, going to do, do more than just make fun of our wishes or what it kind of changes a little bit back to what it used to look like this faceless being that's just smiling at you it it begins to like mist off almost as if like blue a blue aura is surrounding it and you see like text begins to fill uh in the room in common and you begin to see flashes and visions uh, and one of them is Elagos being knocked out by a couple of the Woodwoods uh, in the city of Ruel, just outside the city, and the laughter grows even louder. Uh, and then it cuts to your fight with inside of Prey's simulation where uh, Breathweaver gets knocked out by Wilhelm's clone. Uh, and it just the laughter just keeps uh, rolling around, and I actually want one of you to roll a, per a perception check. Uh, I'll do it. 22. So as you're looking at these visions, uh, something that you had never noticed before is each time that something bad happens to you guys, or something bad seems to be happening in these visions, uh, you can see the golden standard glow slightly blue uh, from this, from these visions where you can see semi into the ethereal plane. And then more visions pop up. The machine's legs propel steam backwards, and the, as the steel giant speeds forward, both trunks like arms raised above its head. Moments later, they come crashing down with a massive thud and the sound of crumbled stone. The giant procures the stone, the teardrop, covered in blood. And you see the laughter goes incredibly loud, roaring almost, as you look from a different perspective of Mina at the top of the Tower of Ruel, and you can see an expression of hope in her eyes moments before it's replaced by fear and anxiety, before both of those feelings were completely crushed. And the laughter is now echoing throughout the entire room. I agree with Captain Weatherville. It is a dick. It's a dunce. The blue on the pins. That's oh, divination geez. magic. 
So, like, should we be afraid of that or what? Is it going to tell our future? Oh, I mean... no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy... I don't like this guy. Why are you doing this, guy? I don't like it. And then you see the, the text uh, that seems to have been, like, filling your heads and pretty much commenting over uh, all of these these past uh, references just, like, start to repeat over and over again. Pawns. Pawns. Discard pawns. Discarded pawns. And you see the, the being's face begin to twist more and more as the, the laughter is, uh, dies down and grows at each time that these words are written across the, uh, across the room. Pawns? I thought you were the one who played Dragon Chess, Elagos. Uh, I, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, and why is it using Comic Sans as its font type? I didn't want to comment <laughs> on it, but yeah. Yeah, this font could use a glow up. <laughs> While the rest of the party assumedly tries to figure out what Anders meant by what he just said, I'm going to, like, try to move around the creature and, like, draw my weapon ready for this thing to, like, attack if it does. Okay, so as you draw your weapon ready for this thing to attack, you see this being kind of materializes a few icosahedrons inside of its hand and throws them towards the floor. What are those? They're D20s. <laughs> And then as you are gripping onto your weapon, Elagos, it drops to the floor and the laughter grows even louder. As you see the gold standard on your, uh, affixed to your being kind of just flash blue right briefly. I'm going to take off my gold standard and throw it. You take off your gold standard and you throw it. It disappears from sight and moments later it reappears hmm. on you. And the laughing seems to it's grow even really louder. really funny, but... I guess comedy's subjective. Uh, okay, I'm gonna see if I can toss this gold standard and see if I can blow it up. All right. Uh, how? What's the gold standard? Uh, you, how are you attempting to do that? Are you like blasting it with magic, or? I wanna take the gold standard off and throw an Eldritch blast at it. And he yells, "Talk about a glow up!" So you throw <laughs> it against the wall and you cast your Eldritch blast, and you see this being uh, produce another icosahedron. And your Eldritch Blast blows up in your face. Uh, you're going to be taking five damage. Ow. As it reappears, the, the gold standards reappears on your cloak. I, Vin, I, out, of, out of character, is this thing literally attacking us with nap Uh, You'll have to wait and see. Uh, and you see, as you guys are sort of watching this, it, it begins to mist up again and different visions appear this time. You see, uh, he then takes the icosahedrons and he has a whole bunch of them in his hand right now, and he throws them towards the ground. And in the vision uh, of the steam room within the tower where Blasto is seated, you see the images begin to change, and all of these images are slightly different, but they all have the same end result, and all of your corpses seem to be littering the room. Uh, while this being stands behind a blue-eyed Mitzi, whose gold standard is blazing blue and it pulls up another image of that same scene again, and it rolls the dice, and the image changes to the same result. And then even more of those images pop up, thousands of them, again, 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 you fail. And then the being disappears. Oh, the fuck was that? That's a bad omen. So, uh, so are, are we, like, destined to die or something, <clears throat> or what? It, it looked like one out of those 14 million realities was good. <laughs> <laughs> so, our, our... Oh my god. Oh jeez. We gotta move our pawn to the final rank. Is that, Time is, is all that how Dragon Chest works? Elagos, please verify. I don't know how the game works. I think you'll find our pawn equal to yours. What about Go? Does anyone want to play Go? <laughs> I'll play Aul. How about we like, like the go game. ahead deeper into this, into this place? <laughs> Is there anywhere to move if in this if room? All, if only there were like a narration of us going further into this thing. The homeless looks up at the sky. Yeah. I thought we were in like a vault room, right? Or are we not in that? Oh yeah, we were on the hundredth floor. So is there anywhere else to go in here? The, vault room. the only things of note in this room, you do see the three blessed steel bars. Uh, and there are still the items uh, that are located within this room. Right, what we came here for. Vin, I'm gonna grab one of the bars. I'm I'm gonna attempt to pick up okay. a bar as well to see if I can connect um, with it. You are able to touch the bar, 
as it is within the ethereal plane at the moment. I'm going to attempt to smash the mirror. That's going to be like 77 years of bad luck. Oh, yeah. Uh, the dire mirror? Um, this is really bad. Uh, so if you go up and attempt to smash the dire mirror, I, uh, how are you attempting um, to do so? I'm going to... Uh, how big is this mirror? It's about the size of like a... It's a medium-sized mirror. It's circular, and it has a silver, uh, a silver like lining uh, to to it. It's it's not too large. All right, I'd say I so. I will attempt yeah. to. I guess is, is it just standing straight up. Yes, it's standing straight up. It's also inside of a glass case right now. Wait, so that guy was in the mirror. The mirror or what? is inside of a glass case. That seems redundant. No, he was staring at it. Oh, I guess. He was in the room with you. Shattered glass here. Um, I'm going to say checkmate and then I'm going to stab the glass. Uh okay. So you want you attempt to stab th- now this is the glass surrounding the mirror, correct? Okay. Uh as you attempt to stab it, you're um you're able to successfully break uh the mi- the mirror uh the mirror free from its uh its exhibit as you can now actually see the mirror. Uh, clearly. Frosted glass. Could we not see it before? Can't the casing was made of glass. <laughs> they call me Mistress Glass. Um, I, what happens? I'm just gonna poke the mirror with my knife and see what happens. <laughs> oh, this'll go well. <laughs> so you poke the mirror with your knife and you kind of see, uh, the mirror itself almost bubble, kind of like the, uh, the exterior to the tower. Almost as if it's made out of some sort of viscous metal. Uh, it's definitely not made out of pure glass as you see ripples go across it and then eventually it will subside can i put something through like if i put a piece of glass into the mirror do i see it on the other side or is it just a mirror if you put the piece of glass through the mirror and nothing actually happens if do you actually remember what this mirror does uh i thought elego saw something in it before but i don't remember if that's true or not like when he had his vision no. This the, where I saw the, the vision the came vision to you. This mirror is an exhibit yeah, uh, known I, as I the Dire Mirror. Uh, Breathweaver was the one who had read its description inside of the index. Oh, great. Breathweaver, what does it do? Let me tell you about it right now! And then you insert Vin explaining what it is because I don't remember. <laughs> Breathweaver just opens his mouth and Vin's voice exactly. comes out. Exactly. So the Dire Mirror, as Breathweaver is able to eloquently recall for you. The Dire Mirror was a powerful tool that the Silverblazed used only in, well, dire times. It is said that it would always provide them the truth, the future. However, the I price of the truth was the mirror itself. I have in possession one of these mirrors. This is the excerpt he is reading from the index. So it always tells the truth. But the mm. cost is the mirror itself. I guess that means it can only be used once. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Well, who is it? <laughs> I know. I'm trying to find who it is. Uh, do we want to ask the mirror something? What is the answer? If uh, we ask it. How we don't end up as a corpse? That's a good question. <laughs> All right, mirror. <laughs> I'm gonna level with you. Things are not looking good for us. There's a blue man, possibly in a group. We're not sure. Uh, Breathweaver has been confirmed to be not the fairest of us all. It's kind of shocking, but yes. All right, Mirror, so how do we get through this whole thing without dying? What do we do? After you ask the Mirror this, it begins to glow a deep blue, like the being from before. And the color begins to spill out into the entire room, filling it up until the room seems as if it's underwater. It's so blue. (laughs) Yo, listen up. Here's the story about a little guy who lives in a blue Then like fish, swimming through the deep, images start to flow around you, showing the images that the blue being had shown you before, your inevitable defeat. But in some of these images, you notice something odd. Some of them are completely white. You see these images start to form in front of you, as if they are begging you to reach out and view them. Let's take a look. Alright. I try to view them. So, uh, I believe someone said that they were gonna reach out or no? Uh, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to view the, the images so, that are, like, laced with sadness. Also, why is, why is blue the color of all the bad things? Why? I resent that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and while the <laughs> our party's investigating the mirror, uh, Wilhelm's just gonna cast Prayer of Healing. 
Alright. That's fine. So, you see inside of these visions now, as you begin to collect the, the, the completely white images, you see visions of yourself standing in this room, handing your badges to one another. But in every vision, Wilhelm is no longer wearing his gold standard. You return to Blasto's Hall, and a fight ensues. Some are possessed. Sometimes only one person is possessed, but much stronger. And sometimes there are more people that are possessed, but much weaker. But again, it is never Wilhelm. And towards the end of the fight, you see that he has successfully made a tear from the bars. He mutters something, and then the image turns to a blank white sheet. In, in how many of these uh, um, predictions is uh, Benedict Cumberbatch holding up his index finger, like, very shakily, to indicate this is the one? You do not see Benedict, references. You do not see Benedict Cumberbatch in any of these images. In fact, after each one of these successful good Wilhelm images, you j the image simply turns white. I, so I, I guess I, we know who the fairest of them all is. Well, that answers that question, but how do we get out of this alive? I thought that was your question. We don't. Wait, what? Wilhelm, carry on our legacy. I'd like to point out the point out that, that through, through this realization, Wilhelm was fucking st uh, stuck in Prayer of Healing's 10-minute cast time. Wait, wait, what? what? He's just he's just praying to um, Big Hef, by the way, y'all regain 9 HP. <laughs> While you're all watching TV, Mama Wilhelm is just fucking making you guys Wonderful. cookies. Wonderful. <laughs> well, yeah. I am not. Let me see if I have any, like, heals that I can do right oh, now. Uh, cure wounds. How much help would that be? We're pretty fine. We're all gonna die anyway. Except Wilhelm. Uh, alright. Is there- is there anyone- I have cure wounds. Is there anyone in particular who's like not- Does it really matter spot? though? Yeah, I just saw that we're gonna die and that this mirror that can answer any questions said no matter what we do, we're gonna yeah, die. Yeah, we don't have to make it easy for them. Except Wilhelm. That fuck. What if it- wait, hold on a second. What if it- Except Wilhelm. I had the, I had an idea, but I'm not sure if it is correct, so I'm just not gonna uh, mention I... it. I don't know if it seemed like that, but not everybody dies in so all So most of, of us are going to die. I mean, no, don't blow well, the goblin I'm not the one who Wilhelm. shoved the goblin don't horn in my it. face, so... Yeah, no, that was not the thing I wanted to do anyways. Eh... I mean... What if, it, what if it's that, like, you all survive, but then I have to die? Oh, jeez. Are you really okay with dying, though? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a, a, I mean, Ander, I didn't wake up today saying, ah! I'm going to embrace death in the face, or what? Look death in the face and merrily take his hand. But, Andrew, I don't eh. think any of us are okay with dying. I'm going to em eh. embrace death right Three in his Frank, gaping uh, I don't even, I don't, I don't even know if that's like the right outcome. That is just, I figured I would bring up a different way to interpret the vision that you all saw. Well, that's one way to interpret it. It seems, yes. Hopefully, no one can die. But it seems like from this all-powerful mirror that can tell the truth, uh, we're all gonna die. <laughs> so, guaranteed, guaranteed at least one party member is dying. You see in the images, there are... But that's, but that's a risk I'm willing to take. ...in which some of you <laughs> may die. In some of the other instances, there are simply knocked out comrades and Wilhelm is just the only one that is able to complete yes, so. what this mirror is telling you, the task at hand. Agreed. I think whatever, whatever, whatever it is, whatever the yeah. keys to success is, I think these badges are part of it. But uh, before we can worry about that, I think we need to take yeah, these well, bars up to the bars. We need an emerald, I think? Yeah, we need an emerald. And and Transmutation. Right, so we've got, we've got the bars. The what was the other thing we I, need? I thought, I thought. So the three things we need are the bars, an emerald, and once we have both of those, we forge the thing and then say the transmutation. So we. The problem is Tomas couldn't say the transmutation. E excellent. Because he ended up jerking away. So do we have everything we need? Should. I? Though. Oh, super. It seemed like. If we're fighting possessed people in these visions, didn't seem like Blaster uh, was ever on our side. So, yeah. may want to keep that in mind when we give him the things he needs for the wish. Didn't the image just say that Wilhelm made the things that we need to get the wish? 
Well, if Wilhelm's making them, he'll probably get... <clears throat> I'd, I'd, I'd like, the teardrop, I'd like to think that it. I would actually use it properly, but like, who the, who the hell knows? But first, we need to get that thing off of you. Uh, is, at this point, is Wilhelm still wearing his uh, gold standard? He currently is wearing his gold standard. Yeah. Uh, Alright, sure. Uh, Wilhelm tries to remove mm -hmm. the gold standard. The gold standard, to clarify. Okay, you're able to hold it. Alright, Ella goes sit here, take uh, it. Ella goes, uh, like, puts out his hand to take Just it. Put it on. Ella goes, you now have two gold standards. Uh, and Wilhelm's does not return to him. Well, I guess that's step one. Step two, question mark. Step three, crossing. <laughs> step two, I think, is to take these bars back. Yeah, let's go up the elevator. Alright. So, you all exit the exit this room and head up the elevator and return to uh, the main hall. As you do so, uh, the visions that you've been shown uh, kind of run through your minds, and you return back to where um, the portal is leading back to the tower. Uh, do you wish to step through it? Are you ready? Uh, let's quick save first. Yeah, well, ha hang on, hang on, I'm leveling up. Uh, the, okay, do I want to put a point in uh, Opportunist? Or... <laughs> you think it's too late to respec? <laughs> I really should repair my gear. Hang on, hang on. I, hang on, I, I froze. I, I need to I need to relog. Rip. What settings do you want? Uh, default? Should I, should I go to Borderless? Go to Borderless. Do shadow quality low. If you put it on high, it can make the screen too dark. Uh, Alright, I think... <laughs> two, two, two blast of... I fucking hate all of you, like, straight up. Like, like every last one of you, I hope you TPK now. Fuck, fuck y'all. <laughs> two blastos appear in front of Elagos. One of them is really dark, the other one is light. I need to make sure one of them is not visible. Oh my fucking god. Alright, so, so I'm assuming that you guys... Yes. One moment, yes. I need to invert my control. Oh, my controller's dying. I should go replant. I'll get it. <laughs> Even when it's over, I... it's not over. Vid and shambles. Oh, Wait, right. you use a controller, not a mouse? Well, of course. I do. What kind of heathen are you? <laughs> what was I trying to do? <laughs> Andrew, go top. Okay, now. I thought Andrew was more of a bottom. All right! Oh my god. Alright, 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 alright. You're all done. You're all cancelled. Okay, Fuck. Alright, right, everyone. No. Thanks for listening to Good Job Adventures. If you like what you just heard. Just... Gentlemen, we did it. We broke Vin. Alright. Oh, I, I can't. Oh, this next part is my favorite. Alright, so. You all get ported, bla uh, ported back me. to Blasto's Hall. And faintly. You can see a blue being hanging on to Mitzi, whose eyes look completely glazed over. You look towards Blasto and Fixus, and they are both surrounded in a blue mist, completely frozen. And then, we're going to roll for initiative. <clears throat> Ooh, right. guys, 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 guys. I bet it's a one. Nat one. Yep. Nat one. You gotta get more. Yeah. Right. So it's I got a nat one too! <laughs> Tyler, Nat one. Uh, so what was what was Ander? Twenty one. Mm. John Peters and Captain uh, Wilfred Weatherville might be admiring the airships as everyone else goes through the portal. <laughs> exactly. Elegos and Wilhelm. Eighteen. Sixteen. All right. So I'm going to be rolling Mitzi's. So just to clarify, who is hostile to us in this uh, scenario? The blue man. Currently, currently, Mitzi, who is being possessed by the oh. blue man. So we're fighting the blue man group? <laughs> the blue man group, indeed. But there's only there's one. More than one person possessed, yeah. Are we still in the ethereal plane yeah. that we can see this blue man? Uh, you can see him kind of latching onto Mitzi, but you are now within the physical plane. I thought this tower was in the ethereal plane. The tower is within the ethereal plane, however, it it presents itself as the prime material plane. It's a plane. So now we're going to begin the fight. Andrew, you have the first roll. Okay, so I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna see if I can launch an Eldritch Blast at um, Blasters around. I'm gonna launch it at him. Bl Blasters not hostile though, right? Oh, he isn't. From what you can tell, he seems frozen in a blue mist. 
Uh, I'm going to, since talking is a free action, I'm going to yell out before Ander does anything. Ander, don't kill Mitzi. Okay, so wait, is Mitzi still hostile? Ander's like putting the knife away. You know <laughs> if you tell him not to kill Mitzi. You! Alright, so you throw an Eldritch Blast at Mitzi. Uh, what's your roll? Uh, 13. Alright, you actually end up missing Mitzi as they're able to dodge gracefully away from your Eldritch Blast. Good job, Andy, you didn't kill Mitzi. Yeah, he also didn't hit her either. <laughs> and that's my. <laughs> you kill Mitzi now. So, as, as you attempt to absolutely smash Mitzi with the Eldritch Blast, um, you see the blue being that's latching onto Mitzi uh, sort of extend its hand forward and completely block and diminish the Eldritch Blast, granting protection. It seems like there's something near Mitzi. And then it is Wilhelm's turn. So did Mitzi just cast shield, or...? Uh, from what you can tell, you were able to see that a uh, that some sort of force field appeared in front of its hand. Uh, you can assume that this was a an additional action. Yes, it looks like shield. Alright, um, what Milhelm's gonna do is roll on up next to Mitzi and prepare an attack action so that if she tries anything, he will non-lethally strike her. Alright, gotcha. Y you walk up near Mitzi, uh, and then you prepare a non-lethal strike. You are being semi-reminded by me that you should probably get crafting. Uh, and then, is there anything else that you can do on your turn? Uh, that's it. Alright, it is now Mitzi's turn. They're going to attempt to attack Ander. Uh, if he's within five feet of me, I'm gonna impose disadvantage. Please do. Does that work on range attacks? Uh, yes, I think it does. I, I'm I pretty sure it's any attack that I can see. <clears throat> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna yell okay. to Mitzi. Don't kill Ander! <laughs> right, and because Mitzi did a thing, Wilhelm is gonna gonna bonk her. Okay, so you can go ahead and well, he rolled a nine, so no, he tries. No, you, you miss, unfortunately. You see, as like a, a, a as like a shield kind of appears out of thin air. It just seems as if like air itself is blocking your. Just attack. can't hit see that and... Mitzi. <laughs> it's bonkers bad air <laughs> day. Alright, so... <laughs> actually, this is going to be affecting more than just Ander. Um, it's going to be affecting Ander, Elagos, and it's going to uh, also be affecting Aul. And I would like you each to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, did it hit? Uh, it, it technically does, because it doesn't have it oh. to hit. Alright. I got a nat 1. This is two nat ones right. in a row. That's a <laughs> 17 for me. Oh, wait, I have my inspiration right, still. I'm going to use that. I got inspiration all the way back in episode 9, before Vin started handing them out like free candy. Uh, there you go. Oh, that, should be, that should be an 18. I forgot to update. <clears throat> oh, god damn it. My dice fell. So 18, 18, and then one inspiration die. Oh, and at 20! <laughs> this all is right, the... you all succeed. <laughs> at the actual opposite. Do you want to flavor that? This was the spell fear. Uh, um, no, don't. <laughs> no, I yeah, let me, I let me see if I can I'm not scared of you. He declares he's not I afraid not and then death. starts shouting the word clown at Mitzi over and over. Uh, I was literally about to do that. <laughs> but, uh, fuck, I need to. <laughs> clown! I do not fear death, Jack Sparrow. What? Uh, wrong weapon. Why is it gripping? I do not fear yeah. death, John Peters. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Alright, so none of you are feared, and it is now going to be uh, it's going to be uh, Captain Weatherville's turn. I'm assuming I have higher decks than you, Corley. And by assuming, I mean I definitely do. Wait, I thought That's why I, I thought you guys rolled that once. Yeah. Did you did. skip my turn? That rule here. That, that's only oh, wait. for a custom one. Yo, wait, that's <laughs> right. Elagos, I did. My okay, it's Elagos' turn. My dex is just that it's good. It's Elagos' turn first. <laughs> Poor Elagos. It is Elagos' oh, turn. I apologize. I'm still, I'm still holding up the bars, right? Uh, I believe so. All right. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna flavor this attack if you don't mind. So sure. I'm gonna take the the bars and uh, I'm gonna go up to Mitzi. This is gonna be a non-lethal strike, but I'm gonna attempt to like knock her out. Hey, Mitzi. Okay. 
Stop me if you heard this one. Three bars walk into an inventor. <laughs> and that is a 17 day. Uh, so as you are about to cross Mitzi's face with the your three bars joke, uh, both of your gold standards seem to start to heat up. And you can see them flash blue slightly, and then all three of the bars fall uh, out of your hands, almost as if you've thrown them, and then you just completely miss and whiff as the three bars just fall, scatter across the ground. Damn, Elagos is dropping bars. (laughs) All right, Mr. Weatherville. All right. We are positive. Captain Weatherville, pass uh, pass your gold standard to me. Maybe you can hit her then. Yes, I'll take uh, off my gold standard and attempt to give it to first mate Jonathan Peterson. <laughs> All right, so you provide first mate Jonathan Peterson uh, with your gold standard. Moments later, it disappears from his hand and reappears upon you. God damn it, John Peters! I think the mirror told us about this one. What is that? What? All right, I'm going to attempt to... Um, uh, I'll attempt to walk over to the blue mist and see if I can free Blasto slash Fixus number five from it. Um, okay. Would I have to roll Arcana or something? Sure. Go ahead and roll Arcana. I got I, this is this dice is fucked. I got another nat one. I'm not even. <laughs> I'm changing. You, you, up my you stare at it. God damn it. You stare at it like the orb of confusion. As you are going to end up ending your turn. Long exposure to the orb of confusion will give you confusion. It is now John Peterson's turn. I'm gonna follow in um, Captain Weatherville's footsteps and also try to roll an arcana on this blue mess. <laughs> you got a nat one. Sure, go ahead. I got a 16. Plus? All right, so you... That was, was, is there the any plus there? That, that was with the All right. Oh. Okay. So you take a look at this uh, blue haze, and you're able to determine that this is a time stop spell. It's a warrior. Yeah, I, we're, we're literally fighting uh, the, the world. We are the world. We are the world. If... It, was there anything else you would like to do on your turn? Uh, uh, I would like to ride my bicycle across Mitzi. Are you, are you rolling your dice? Yes, or? Yep. Um, give oh. me a second. Uh, Seventeen. Uh, you're able to successfully hit Mitzi. Roll damage. The okay, by seventeen wouldn't. Shield or something. Two d six. Two d eight. Right, one, carry the one. Uh, pff, God, fuck. Four. All right, so you're able to successfully deal four cold damage to Mitzi. It is now Anders' turn again. Well, actually, Vin. Oh. Fuck. oh. <laughs> I would like to cast Quicken. No, no, never mind. I'm not gonna do it. He wants okay. to do his taxes real quick. Carry the two, and here's my $1,200 check. Uh, ha- <laughs> Andrew, How did you H&R block those attacks? <laughs> <laughs> my fucking god. <laughs> I'm going to start by casting Shielding Aurora around myself, which gives me resistance to all damage until the end of my next turn. And if so, if a hostile creature enters this Aurora, which is, on ten, which is 10 feet around me, they will take a certain amount of radiant damage on if they end their turn in my circle. And then I'm going to go back to Arc 1 Downs- Ender with a chill touch. Okay, uh, so you <laughs> you use your t- chill touch. What's the roll? 11. Uh, you miss. Let's see. Point uh, so you see a necrotic hand fly far beyond Mitzi as you are now within uh, range of your shielding Aurora. Um, so it it hasn't ended its turn yet since it's not Mitzi's turn so Shielding Aurora doesn't do anything is there anything else that you can do? nope my turn's done 
Okay. Uh, it is now going to All be right, Vilhelm's turn. So how far turn. are the bars from Vilhelm? They're about ten feet away from you. Uh, slightly scattered, about like three feet apart, but that's just because Elagos chucked right, uh, What Vilhelm's gonna do is he, he's gonna walk away from Mitzi. Uh, he's gonna walk over from Mitzi to the bars. Um, does that invoke an opportunity attack or no? Lit. No, it does that's not. That's from Elagos. <laughs> Stop you if you hear this just hit for no reason. All right, so Wilhelm walks over to the bars. He he busts out his portable forge. Um, He's doing a bar crawl. Yes. Uh, Vin, in, in in terms of action economy, what would it take to like set up the portable forge and then put the bars into the forge? Portable forge action would be one action to create the portable forge. The second action would be to place the items inside of the forge, and the third action would be to actually create the teardrop item. So it will take you a total of three turns right, so to yeah. complete it. Uh, as my action, I'll plop down the portable forge. Uh, as like a free action, I'll just, I'll just pick up the bars, and then I'll just like hold mm -hmm. them in my hand, I guess. That's kind of it. Alright, and that's... Alright. Um, if that's it, then we're going to be heading into Mitzi's turn. And now... Mitzi is going to attempt to attack Elagos. Uh, you see the large being sort of align its hand with Mitzi's, and you see a blue crackling uh, energy begin to form in their hand, and then it's going to attempt to hit you. Ha! <laughs> Nat 20! All right. Uh, so, Elagos, you're going to end up... I I would take a picture right now without moving that die. Yeah, because that, that would be proof. <laughs> Yes, it would. You're going to end up taking 15 cold damage. Actually, that's not... Oh, well, that's not terrible, but it is almost half my current hit pool. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that is going to... Actually, no, it's not going to be the end of their turn. As you see, they're going to sort of sing this terrible, terrible song. Is it sounds as if like metal is grinding against metal and shrieks are being are coming out of Mitzi's oh, come mouth. Come on, Vin, your and you see, wasn't that bad the other episode. And you see a floating musical note appear above their what head. What type of note? Uh, it's a mm, single note. That's, that's <clears throat> not how that works. You mean like a whole note? Mm-hmm. Dotted quarter. Uh, a whole note then. That's it. <laughs> The end of their turn. It is now Elagos. Are you turn. sure? It is now. It is how Captain <laughs> Wilfred Weatherbill's turn. <laughs> yes, Elagos, you All may right. go. Um, I am going to attempt to non-lethally strike uh, Mitzi to try to get her to stop this spell. Okay, go ahead. All right. Hop. Uh, that is a 19. Alright, uh, you miss. <laughs> as you see, your sword completely almost phased through her. Uh, as you're, as you just get incredibly baffled as your incredible strike has completely changed its right, course. if someone else gets you a see, 19 and they, they don't miss, I'm gonna feel incredibly picked on. Uh, there is a specific reason why you're being picked on, as you feel the two gold standards now on your being grow even hotter and bl flash blue yet again. Can I use a bonus oh, action geez. to attempt to take one of them off? Is Elagos having hot flashes? You may. You may. <laughs> no one? I may have hot flashes? Both. Yes to both. Right, uh, what do I have to do? Do I just do it or do I have to roll something? No, yeah, you can take it off. I mean, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to like, drop it to the ground, throw it somewhere? Uh, I'm going to try to put it on Mitzi, actually. Okay, you attempt to place the gold standard on Mitzi. As you do, the gold standard appears on, on them, it disappears and reappears upon you. Well, shit. Roll insight. I, I think I already know what this is going to be, but sure. Oh, it's in that one. Alright. Uh, <laughs> you can't take it off. Uh, it is now, uh, it is now uh, Wilfred uh, Weatherville's turn. Uh, since Mitz is right. already gone, uh, they would take damage from my shielding Aurora. Yes, so they're going to take damage. What is uh, your roll? It's actually a flat damage. Oh. It's my warlock level plus my spell modifier, so that would be 11 radiant damage. Okay, gotcha. Uh, they take they take 11 radiant damage. Flat and, radiant uh, damage. Mm -hmm. Flat radiant damage. And that's it. 
for Captain Weatherville. Uh-huh. Um, I will... Third Weatherville. Will... Um, I guess attempt to stab Mitzi's ankles with my crease. Non-lethal. All right. Go ahead. I, I'm not even kidding. I got a one again. I'm not kidding. Like, this is actually <laughs> fucked. I don't know what to do. I might start rolling on roll 20 because this is actually... This... <laughs> you you roll a nat one and you can attempt I, can to I slash... Can I give my inspiration to uh, Owl? Let me roll again. Okay, no. I just wanted to test the dice. Right, so you can give your inspiration to Owl. I will do so. Should I roll, should I roll on roll 20? Yes. Go for it. No, I, should, I shouldn't have inspiration or advantage on that. One second. Let me roll that again. You can take the first roll. All right, I got a 19. All right, so you attempt to slash at its ankles, and then you feel your blue uh, your blue crest, uh, the gold standard, uh, flash, and then you attempt to slash Anders' ankles. <sighs> you successfully hit. Is... Roll your damage. I got a five. My ankles. All right, Andrew, you take five damage. Why? I got him! Oh, oh shit! <laughs> it is now <clears throat> Captain John Peters' Aim turn. for the metal Captain. bits. So if we aim for oh, Andrew, maybe you'll me. hit her. I wouldn't I'm advise that. I'm going to do a chaos ball at person. Mitzi. Thank you All for right, clarifying. Does a t unnatural 20 hit? Yes. Okay. Uh, let's see, 2d8 and d6. Guys, I think it has to be magical to hit her. My Chris Actually, is isn't magical. your Chris magical? Yes. Never mind. I'm just that good. <laughs> <laughs> Roll your fucking damage. That's it. Uh, hmm. What's the 6, 10, 11? Uh, and let me just check what damage this does. It's either force or poison. I'm gonna stick with force because I feel like whatever she is right now isn't gonna be affected by poison. Alright, uh, so you can go ahead and deal that damage. How much is it? 11. Alright, so uh, you're able to successfully hit Mitzi with your force bolt, witch bolt, uh, and you see them almost take like a step back, uh, seemingly in awe of your awesome power, Breath <laughs> It is now Anders' turn. Okie dokie. I want to see if there's something with the pins that is probably magical. Okay. Uh, I want to use Arcana. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Let's see what it is. Uh, so you're able to discern that each time that someone potentially messes up or is about to do something very good, uh, they're is a penalty enacted by the gold standard. It seems as if something is happening to your luck. Guys, I think it's something with the gold standards, like what the mirror said. We all heard the voiceover, Ander. <laughs> also, why would Elega still be wearing his gold standard if we got new armor from... Is there anything else you'd like to do, Ander? Uh, nope, not really. Okay, it is now Wilhelm's turn. Alright, uh, Wilhelm's gonna take the uh, bars and yeet them into the forge. Alright, so you have yeeted them into the forge. Would you like to use any bonus actions on your um, turn, or are you done? Alright. Is there anyone in the party who looks particularly worse for wear? Elagos, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm not great, but I'm not, like, gonna die. Well, either way, by the power of Hephaestus, here is a healing word wherein you... I can also heal myself. But thank here you. is a healing word wherein you regain five hit points. Right. I'm not going to sneeze at five hit points. So you, it is now going to be Mitzi's turn. And as uh, Mitzi is still fighting you all, eyes glossed over, you see a blue aura begin to sort of form across them. And you can sort of begin to see visions uh, coming, from, coming from them. You see Mitzi uh, departing for the docks to enter Tofek. You see Mitzi going into Prey's simulation and successfully beating it. Uh, you see them finding a nice life here within Tofek, uh, meeting a blacksmith and crafting many devices with him. And you see Mitzi at his deathbed later on. 
And as you are all watching these visions at this point, you see the blue light begin to blaze up on Elagos's standard, and Elagos seems to get a blue aura surrounding him. And then we're going to go into Elagos's turn. And now Elagos is going to... He's going to attack uh, Elul with his longsword. Why? What? I don't get what's happening. Why is he doing this? I think I get it. I think he's, he's possessed. possessed. He's been possessed. Um, well, that hits. Yeah. Uh, let me just actually change it so it's not advantage. Well, then reroll. Good. <laughs> oh. Fantastic. That one. Uh, so he hits Mitzi. You're able... He hits Mitzi. This might be the first time you do it. All right, what's that damage? Uh, nine. You deal nine slashing damage to Mitzi. As in an in an actual turn of fate, uh, you're able to slightly break free of Could possession and right? able to Such hit them. That the last wills of uh, Elgo struggling against this possession is that he ends up hitting Mitzi. I'm fine with that. You. That's perfect. So you're able to see, you actually did a sizable damage oh, there. And he so goes lethal he, this time. <laughs> he he goes for the throat, not the ankles. It's one d eight plus three with the longsword. Ooh, nice. Yep, that's still yeah, it's still on the ni the nine damage. So you're able to deal nine damage successfully to Mitzi as your last will escapes. Uh, it is now going to be uh, Captain Wilford Weatherville's turn. Uh, I don't. Not sure what to do here. Um, I guess I'll attempt uh, roundhouse kick Mitzi in the throat. What? Okay. You got a better idea, Wilhelm, or you just want to keep making little toys? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the dice fall off the table. One second. Is it a that one nope, again? But, um, it's a two. Five plus. Alright, I got a twelve. Uh, you actually miss Mitzi. I'm assuming. Yes, I'm assuming. Alright, I'll attempt to do it again for my other attack, since monk thing. It's a two. This is the worst rolls I've ever gotten, ever. Um, it's a nine. Perfect. You also still fail. Great boss fight. Uh, so... Well, even if I hit, it would probably just hit Ander again, so... This is probably... Is there anything else that you could do? Um... I... Um, don't think so, since I think the other attack was my bonus action. I guess I will move. I don't even know. I was just going to fucking stand there and take it. All right. It is now Captain John Peters' turn. First me. Please. You're a captain in your own right. Um, Have a first mate. So these gold standards are what Prey gave us, right? That's correct. Jeez, Prey was never on our side, apparently. Fuck Prey. Um, so it's glowing blue on the two people that are possessed right now, right? That's correct. It is glowing blue on Mitzi, and, and two of them are glowing blue on Elagos. Hmm. I don't know if this is going to do anything, but I could cast Slow on them. Give us a glow up. I'm going <laughs> to give the two enemies a glow up. All right. Uh, what do I have to roll? Uh, it says you have to roll a wisdom saving throw. Did you put something in your mouth? Maybe. Oh, uh, no, that was me, sorry. Huh. Jesus. Uh, what's your spell save, DC? 15. They actually both fail. Nice. So, they have a penalty of minus 2 to AC and dexterity saving throws and can no longer use reactions. They can only take an action or bonus action, not both. Regardless of the creatures, abilities, or magic items, I can't take more than one melee or ranged attack during the time. The creature attempts to cast the spell of the cast time one action. They have to roll a d20 on an 11 or higher. The spell... Oh, right. I roll a d20, and on an 11 or higher, the spell doesn't affect the creature until the next turn. Okay. And the is, that, is that it for your turn, or...? Yes. Okay. So now it's going to go to Anders' turn. So I'm assuming I can see the gold standard on Mitzi. I'm going to see if I can try and grab it and try and rip it off. Okay. Uh, go ahead and attempt to do so. I'm assuming this would be a grapple check? Um, yeah. 
18. All right, so you attempt to grab it off of Mitzi, and you are successful. Your grasped hand uh, holds the gold standard, and you open it to see your victory, and it is gone, and it is affixed to Mitzi, Mitzi again. For real? Well, guess that's the end of my turn, I guess. <laughs> All right, so now it is Wilhelm's turn. All right, so uh, Wilhelm's going to take the time to somehow forge the tier in six seconds. It's a slap job, but it works. But yeah, I'm just going to forge the thing. Perfect. So you're now in possession of the teardrop. Oh, wow. Well, that was easy. Like I said, he somehow craps it in six seconds. Uh, that I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, la- last time we had to go through a whole, like, rigmarole to get it. We did have to go through a huge rigmarole. Possessed Elagos. Sounds racist when you say that word. Don't say that anymore. <laughs> what, Is there anything that doesn't say the word Elagos anymore? <laughs> All right. Uh, it is now going to be Mitzi's turn. And as they see you have now successfully crafted the teardrop within six seconds, uh, they're going to attempt to attack you, Wilhelm. Uh, and they're going to roll... Does a... Nope. 18 hit you. Okay. Damn. Oh, really? That... <laughs> oh, yeah, because you have that plus one. Shit. All right, so and that ray of frost is able to is able to uh, miss you, and it kind of just hits one of the walls, uh, sending more steam up into the room. Uh, and then you see Mitzi is going to cast something towards uh, first mate John Peters, and then John Peters' eyes are going to start to glow blue. It casted something at me, so I have to roll a d11 to see if it immediately takes over or not. I mean a d20. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck me! Okay, I'll use it. <laughs> I hit the I hit the microphone wire and it just immediately fell I, up. I've the... got to roll a D11. Oh fuck oh. me! Why does John exactly the eleven? Roll I have yeah. one turn before I'm possessed. So what was the uh, what was the roll? I rolled exactly eleven, which means that um, I have a turn before I'm possessed. Okay, so th- you see the creeping magic headed towards you, but it is going very slowly. <laughs> Uh, and it is now Sucka. going to be Elagos's turn. Uh, and you see Elagos is going to extend his hand, and the same energy is going to head towards you, John Peters. Roll it again. Uh, <laughs> Let me roll it again first, by the way. This time I got a 12. Can I counterspell this? <laughs> Alright, so are you actually casting counterspell? Yep. Okay. So you're able to cast Counterspell, and the spell seems to not fizzle, seeing as that it is likely at a higher level than they, your they Counterspell would that. be able to. It can still cancel out higher spell levels to be able to roll for it. So I need to roll about 10 plus the spell level. Okay, go ahead. 17. You are successfully able to end the spell. Am I unpossessed now? Uh, you're not unpossessed, but you're no longer attempting to possess Breathweaver. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and now it is going to be, uh, Cap- Captain Weatherfield's turn. Alright. I mean, Wilhelm, you got the teardrop. I don't know what... I guess my work here is done. I guess I will just... Uh, it's not much to do. I guess I will attempt to, uh, do a reverse suplex on, on Mitzi. When did Owl become WWE? Very casually, you know. Uh, so go ahead. Would that be athletics? What would that be? Uh, I'll let you go athletics on that one. Because I'm trying to do like a flipping maneuver. Mm, flavor it, and then I will let you use the acrobatics. All right. Um, I'm going to grab Mitzi kind of from behind while I'm facing the other way. Like, so I'm grabbing her throat, but I'm also facing the wall opposite of her. And then I'm going to attempt to do a flip and land with her on the ground first. Okay, I'm down. One second, that did not roll well. It keeps hitting my fucking mic stand. I don't, and then it stops. This is... Try roll 20. I'm gonna roll roll 20. This is... Did it roll? Okay. Nope, that's still not great. Yes. Alright, I will roll their acrobatics against that. Ha! Nat 1. Alright, so yeah, you're able to successfully perform this maneuver. Uh, go Arcane ahead and roll a... <laughs> Elagos would say if you roll... were not possessed. <laughs> so roll your d10. I'm going to make it a d10 of damage. I'm rolling on roll like 20 again. Because That's fine. My yeah. dice have been cursed. 
I got a nine. All right, so you're able to successfully knock out Mitzi. Fatality. And then you see the blue being uh, kind of comes off of Mitzi, and then it comes on to you. Hashtag Divinity 2 Blood Moon Island fight, Vin. <laughs> and then you are now possessed. Uh, now it is going to be Anders' turn. Well, well, Ender, I guess it's just me, you, and Wilhelm left. I think I have an idea. And don't worry about the blue beam. I have something planned for that. Okay. <laughs> That's not gonna work. I don't, I don't like planned. how you said that. Again, Elagos will This has to work. This has to work, period. All right, I'm gonna fire another Eldritch Blast at Blasto. You really hate Blasto. No. You, can, you really it's don't like Blasto. Blasto. It's it, like a magical has... blue entity. That I don't know is tangible, but might be through spells. Yeah, that was my next idea. Would I be able to fire an Elgis Blast at the blue? So thing? I will. No, Blasto. Oh, Blasto. Okay, okay. So wait, who are who are you hitting? Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can try and hit the blue beam that's kind of hovering over Elgos. Okay. Uh, because we see like the blue thing hovering over them like a puppet master. Yeah, right? that's fine. Go ahead, try to hit that. Okay. That's a 21. Hmm. Okay. So you attempt to hit the blue being that is latching on to them. You're able to successfully hit it, uh, and you see it dissipates momentarily and then comes back. You feel as if you have dealt damage to it. Okay. However, you do. It, it seems to simply reform. Hmm. Like regenerate it or just like... Um pretend like so you think just it, pretend you, did it just regenerate the damage it take took is what it looks like is that what you're saying uh it looks like it regenerated its appearance okay. but you felt as if your eldritch blast hit something but yeah. that is what maybe that we is should just keep hitting that, that then i mean sounds like a good plan Wilhelm's almost done with his stuff make the wish i will would say <laughs> As he's orb of confusion. Who's Aul? Well, it's not his turn though. Not yet. Uh, so, Anders, is there anything else you want to do? I think you have another Eldric blast, Eldric. right? Eldric. I'm gonna try doing the same thing again. Sure. Go ahead. That's a uh, twenty. No natural. All right. You are able to successfully hit it again. Roll your damage. Uh, that would be a eight damage. Alright, you're able to deal damage to it as it seems to reconfigure its form. Uh, is there anything else that you can do on your turn? Nope, I think I'm good. Alright. Uh, it is now Wilhelm's turn. Uh, yeah. Alright, uh, noticing that Wilhelm's compatriots are half possessed, half getting like semi slapped around. Wilhelm get half elf. <laughs> Wilhelm gets uh, d like Wilhelm gets doubly sweaty, and with the teardrop in hand, utter with the teardrop in hand, utters, "Bind to me, grant my wish, create what I want, destroy what I do not, slay the past with my desire, disrupt now with my greed, corrupt the future with my selfishness. Bind to me and grant my wish, Wilhelm Onyxbru." The emerald that is currently inside of. Uh blasto kind of fly out and hit the teardrop uh and as that happens uh wilhelm you see time around you begins to slow down and you kind of look towards the teardrop that is in your hand right now and it seems as if it's beckoning you to say something as if it wants you to wish for for something that it can provide to you yeah yeah, with the with the wish that has been uh, bestowed upon me, I'd like to uh, make sure my friends are uh, not fucked by the current circumstances of possession, uh, metalization, and uh, boo-boos. And you see, uh, the teardrop begins to glow green. I didn't think boo-boos <laughs> but I'm very happy that it is. Uh, and Wilhelm, as you speak your wish, uh, time seems to slow down even further. And you stare towards the blue being that seems to be split across uh, multiple, uh, multiple of your party members. And you see it seems to look horrified and its smile seems to be kind of contorted into a frown. You say it looks blue? It does. You've, over you've overcome the impossible and you've beaten reality. 
this monster's reality. And then eyes appear on its face, and they begin to narrow. Its face gains a smile even wider than you would have thought possible, and all you can hear is laughter. You stare at this beast, almost as if looking past it, and another vision fills your mind, and your surroundings. A forgotten port town, dreary, fetid, and dark. The sea seems to call to you. The smell of dead fish and rotting wood fills the air. Place like cargo on this dock. A figure wears the shadows like robes. Moonlight scarves his neck until the clouds unravel it. His features hidden, as if the darkness cast from his hood was a pit to the abyss. His grin flashes like a lantern, and everything around you grows white. Big Hef's eyes grew three times larger, until his sunglasses barely even seemed to cover them. The highly caffeinated beverage he was halfway chugging through was spat out, and extinguished the nearest forge. The device! And you would never imagine a giant dwarf could move so fast. But with a massive gust of wind, he was gone, rushing through the clouds as he hurtled through the heavens to where the device was located. He arrived. Multiple floating screens displaying diagnostic data covered the cloud. Every resource was being maxed out. In the middle stood a massive golden fountain, like device, where multicolored streaks of light were supposed to be filling the pool. He noticed the lights had changed. They were all green now. The device meant for managing, maintaining, and suppressing the weave across the plains for mortals in the absence of Mistra was being corrupted and overwritten. Big Hef makes his way down to the main console, rapidly typing in rune sets into the device, attempting to shut it down. And all of the screens had begun to change, to display only one image, an encircled green eight-pointed star. Big Hef whispers, By the gods! As a blinding green light overtakes him, and all of the surrounding area. It shines so bright until it finally begins to turn white. Until nothing is left. Thanks for listening to this episode of Good Job Adventures. If you like what you just heard, be sure to let us know by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review for us. For questions about the cast, business inquiries, or... Contact us at goodjobadventures at gmail.com. For everything else, follow us on Twitter at gjadventures. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.